0: Congratulations. You played yourself. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes! 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 Oh yes! That is a disgusting act. The lead, the lead, the lead, the lead. You just made the list! Congratulations. You played yourself. To another episode of the Looch Outsider Show. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chilling, the anti hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. And I'm joined by my tag team partner on a Tuesday night. He's the analysis of the LOC. He's a man to put the honor back in Ring of Honor. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of Long Island. Yo, what's going on, man? I'm all right, bro. We uh, we caught up a little bit privately before we hit record. It's been a while that we did an episode. Leo is still nowhere to be found, but he's doing all right, I hope. And yeah, we're just getting together finally after a couple of weeks and just talk about some wrestling.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it, man. It has been a long while. Um, yeah, we were due to do a show. There's kind of a lot to catch up on. Uh, we missed quite a bit of stuff, but you were living your best life in Mexico, <laughs> so you know... I, I don't blame you for that. Side note, you know, because we are doing this on a Tuesday night at like 1030. How long do you think Leo's been sleeping by now? <laughs> just, just out of curiosity, do like an over and under. Like, how many hours do you think he's already been sleeping? Or is he sleeping? Or does he does he stay up and, you know, do the kids keep him up? Or, I you know, I wonder that. Some it's Tuesday so, night thoughts.
0: I, I think with Leo, Leo could be sleeping right now because he's an old man, right? But then also knowing how like leo mind operates he also i want to be surprised if he's like editing something right now so
1: really yeah honestly yeah he seems like a really hard-working dude so
0: yeah he's always yeah, busy right man.
1: i wouldn't be uh i wouldn't be shocked either
0: i always tell him like yo you're like a jamaican that has like nine jobs bro like you're always <laughs> fucking doing something but i will hit him up at some point i think tomorrow just to check yeah i home. miss him i hope he's doing well too yeah i'll let him know i'll let him know but um ryan how are you bro
1: yeah i'm doing pretty good you know uh trains keep moving you know just oh, uh yeah. work it and trying to stay busy you know summer's rolling on it's already august which is pretty crazy i mean where the hell's the summer going where the hell is this year going i mean really just time is flying and uh yeah man but overall you know I mean, there's always something to complain about but i'm not going to complain about anything tonight so i'm doing pretty good
0: you know we haven't done a show in a while because apparently i've become a world traveler in recent weeks uh i went to cancun for my cousin's wedding uh big congratulations to my cousin claudia and her husband phil it was a fantastic wedding i might even say luxurious wedding all right destination wedding in cancun wow. mexico and the amount of alcohol that i drank i don't drink alcohol as much as i used to but it was like a flashback to my 20s it was like and i told you this before we hit record it was like the monster of myself that was in my 20s that was held in captivity for how many years right just woke up in Cancun and I was just straight wound the fuck out.
1: And as you should, man, as you should, you know, when you go to a place like Cancun, you know, all you're going to do there is party and drink and just enjoy time by the beach and the sun and the pool. So, you know what? That's the perfect time for this side of Mario to come out. And, uh, you know, based on what you tell me, you know, how stressful work is and everything. You know, I, I'd say it was very much needed for you. So that's awesome.
0: I walked back into work with a complete disaster. So I was like, fuck, yeah. I want to go back to Cancun again.
1: <laughs> yeah, the first day of work after a vacation, especially something like that. Oh, man, it's always a disaster. It's always so depressing.
0: Yeah, it really is. But all right, let's get into some wrestling talk, dude. Normally, we do a hashtag as Rebel Time, and we haven't done that in a couple of weeks, right? And I'm not going to drink a Red Bull right now at close to 1030 at night. I'm not going to do that. But what I will do is, and I'm not going to drink alcohol. I got this Waterloo Grape Sparkling Water, okay? Big seltzer guy right here. So I'm going to sip on this while I do the show, all Right? See? Look at that snap. All right, Ryan. Let's get into it. AEW Collision. You told me privately right now. It seems like AEW Collision is, like, the number one wrestling show when it comes to, like, wrestling across the board, and I'm not going to disagree with you on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it absolutely is, in my opinion. Um, It's such a different—I mean, it could be because it's brand new, obviously. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll see where it's at six months from now. Um, But right now, the show is hot. I mean, it's got good storylines. It's got great matches. Um, It's an easy watch on a Saturday night. I mean, you know, I haven't really been watching it live the past couple of weeks, but— uh, I watched it back on the DVR, and it's a very easy watch. And I just love how different it is um, from the regular Dynamite show. Just, you know, certain things here and there. I mean, even something as simple as in the beginning of the show, when they do those those promos, when they open it up, uh, before they do the intro and everything like that.
0: It's very Saturday night, uh, WCW Saturday night.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it just feels like, I mean, even with the commentary too, it just feels like a totally different show than Wednesday nights. and. Um, it's just, I love it. I love the vibe of it and everything. So, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, it's been consistently for the past couple of weeks now the best uh, professional wrestling show weekly.
0: I agree, man. I really do. It's like a soft brand split, right? You see specific wrestlers that are just strictly collision, right? Like Bullet Club Gold, like CM Punk, FTR, which I know they're the tag team champions, but lately we've just been only seeing them in collision. Got Miro, The House of Black, so... There is a, a division, a slight uh division, brand split. Uh, nothing too serious. Like We're not going to get like a fucking draft or anything like that. And we're going to talk more about this uh split, especially when it comes to one individual. Yeah, man, I'm really enjoying Collision, man. I really do. The last two weeks, I have not been watching it live. Clearly, last week, I was uh, in Cancun. And I ended up watching, I think, uh, Monday or Tuesday, I forget. And then I think it was Tuesday that I ended up watching Collision. And then this past Saturday, I was busy also. So I ended up watching Collision at some point Sunday. But overall, I've really been enjoying the show.
1: Yeah, that's another thing, too. The talent on the show, you know, it's it's different talent than you see from Wednesday nights. Um, And, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I I just love it so far. But I also, you know, it was enjoying Rampage in the beginning of that. Uh, You know, when they first launched Rampage, too, I was enjoying the first couple of weeks. And now we know what that turns into. So let's hope they can keep their momentum rolling. But so far, so good, in my opinion.
0: So, this week on Collision, they started off the show fucking hot. And that was with this fucking crazy ladder match. Not for a title, but for Andrade's mask. And I know on paper that sounds pretty stupid, right? But just the action that these two individuals between Buddy Matthews and Andrade gave us, it was like, alright, you know what? I get that you guys are fighting for a stupid mask, but fuck it. This, this was like a title match Esque ladder match like this had all the potential to be for a championship and you know with all the aew championships we have it wasn't for a championship but this match was excellent
1: yeah yeah i mean two guys who are very familiar with each other um had some great battles with each other before in the past i i I believe they they've wrestled each other in wwe yeah um but if not i believe yeah they've definitely wrestled each other in aew as well and they just got amazing chemistry. So you just knew, like, you, you put these guys in a ladder match. Like, they're obviously going to deliver. Um, I thought the storyline's pretty unique with the mask. I love how Julia Hart gets involved. And I love, I mean, the freaking bumps that this <sighs> girl takes. I mean, it's just crazy.
0: She has no fear, um, bro. No fear at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's pretty new to this business still. And the bumps she takes, I mean, kudos to her um, for, for taking them. Um, she adds a lot to the House of Black. So her getting involved... Um, always makes things a little bit more interesting. Um Andrade wins and I guess, you know, we're gonna be getting the Andrade Malachi match at some point. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean I love I love the current storyline that we got going on. I just I, you know I just love seeing Andrade and the House of Black featured on television. One thousand like, percent. It's been a while. Like um there's still the trio's champs, yeah, right? There's still
0: the trio champs. Yep.
1: When I mean we I feel like we don't even see these belts anymore. Like for a long period of time we did like from double or nothing until really now until collision was born they really didn't do anything with the trio's titles i mean they're an afterthought and they're they're really not featured that much but collision gave them an opportunity and um i believe malachi said in like an interview that he wants to be featured only on collision he did say that um, yep which is which is pretty cool so um yeah i i just love seeing these guys on tv weekly again
0: it's all about just specific people just being in 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 brands i know not for every um individual and not every superstar in AEW is going to get that, right? Um, especially with some of the women, you're going to see them on both shows. But if you have some, like, key wrestlers, right, they're specifically just going to be in that brand, I- I'm here for it, man. One thing I am down on, and this is just AEW as a whole, and we t- I feel like we talk about it in almost every episode, is just the handling of the women's division, right? I think it would benefit them if they just, just keep the women's champion on one show and then keep the TBS champion on on another show, so you could give these women more more of a shot, right? Like, we saw Mercedes Martinez and Kara Hogan, which we don't see regularly. We saw them on Collision. Keep them on Collision so we could see them more often.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly like you know, I know a lot of people are complaining about all oh, AEW doesn't need a brand split and this and that, uh, but I mean, we're seeing so far like how beneficial it's been for certain talent, and yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing at all, you know, on Collision. It's just so refreshing because we haven't, again, seen them for a while. You know, Andrade, Miro, House of Black, Mercedes. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, Kiera Hogan. Like, it's just like – that's why I think the show is so refreshing. And I hope they keep it going, man, because not everybody can be on Dynamite. I get that. But, again, with Dynamite, you're constantly featuring outsiders. I mean, it's a huge problem. We've gone over this plenty of times and and, you know (laughs) – Everybody knows my opinion on it, but I mean the fact that this dude Gravity now is being booked all over, <laughs> all over AEW, and he's he doesn't have a contract. It's just some <laughs> some other luchador coming in here, no no different than the Vikingo guy that we just saw recently. Well, well, but, well here's I the mean,
0: thing though: the the way they look at it is like, okay, you know, Bandito's hurt right now with like a, some type of hand injury. You know what we should do is we should get his younger brother Gravity just to take a spot. <sighs> you know my thoughts on it. Yeah, I get gonna it. Gonna get I get to it, bro. Much.
1: It's just like i'm tuning in to see aew right i'm tuning in to see aew programming so i'm mm-hmm. tuning in to see their roster their talent and half of them don't even get featured on dynamite or collision right so like then then you bring in outsiders it's just like these could be spots for people that are not being featured on either show and have nothing to do right now so um extremely frustrating from from my viewpoint when mm-hmm. i see these type of things but um you know this is how the company operates and hey whatever you know tony's super successful and you know i guess well, who am i to judge you know
0: well not to you know not to throw gasoline into the fire but i i'm gonna do it just to kind of get your reaction so tomorrow right wednesday night we have uh what is it being dubbed dynamite 200 if i'm not mistaken
1: yes, yes. okay
0: one of the matches, I'm not mistaken, is on AEW Dynamite, all right, AEW Dynamite, we're going to have Aussie Open defend the Ring of Honor Tag Team Ch- Championships against Vikingo and I think Commander, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the perfect example right here. Actually, was, is he a guy, is C- he Commander signed. Now? signed.
0: Commander he's is signed.
1: signed now. Okay, who's he teaming with? Vikingo. Hijo
0: de Vikingo. Vikingo.
1: Okay, he's not signed.
0: No, no, he's strictly
1: yeah. the AAA guy. This match doesn't need to happen on Dynamite though. It, it has nothing to do with AEW. You could put that on Ring of Honor. That is where where Well, it's I
0: mean, it, listen, you you're thinking logical here cuz it's for the Ring of Honor tag titles.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I thought we were finally done with Ring of Honor stuff on AEW television and I guess we're not. Um it's just it's super frustrating, super mind-boggling when they do this and I often think about and I know AEW's not there to cater to these type of people but like you just often wonder like somebody who's super super casual yep. that tunes in yep. it's like they must be I mean I'm confused as it is right and I'm aware of Ring of Honor I'm aware of all the stuff I watched Ring of Honor for years so like obviously I'm in the know and I'm pretty confused I can only imagine what a freaking outsider who doesn't really pay attention to anything outside of AEW thinks when they see all these other titles coming into play, these other storylines coming into play on AEW programming. I mean, it's, it's just, I don't know, man. I, I just don't see why it's necessary. You know what AEW should be doing right now? Hmm. And that is building towards all in. The yep. show that they sold 80,000 tickets to. They should be building to that show. They should be announcing matches for that show. We're, I mean, we're now in August, so we're only a couple weeks out. Hopefully they start tomorrow night. But we have gotten nothing announced. I don't even know. Off the top of my head, based on what I've been seeing on AEW television, I can't even give you a prediction of what the match card is going to look like because I have no idea about anything. I know there's rumors of Chris Jericho, Will Ospreay, but other than that, I don't think we have any idea. Heck, I don't even know what the world title match is going to be because it doesn't seem like they're doing the MJF-Adam Cole split, but now CM Punk is calling himself the world champion. Oh, yeah. I have zero idea.
0: Okay, so you you just opened up Pandora's box to like a couple of different things, right? And I want to get into all that. But I do want to mention one last thing because I definitely want to give him uh, his credit, and that's Darby Allin. This guy had two bangers, both on Dynamite and Collision last week. On Dynamite... He had a fucking fantastic match with Shane Strickland. Their chemistry is like no other, bro. Some of the fucking bumps that Darby Allen was taking is like, how the fuck does this guy not have a broken neck or have a fucking hernia? All right, that's one. And then a collision in like a weird like combination of fucking styles. He puts on another great match with Minoru Suzuki.
1: Yeah, dude. Darby Allen is just, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about him. He's just absolutely incredible. I mean, and also, too, let's just talk about that match for a second. What a crazy shock that was The Minoru Suzuki yep. ends up being Darby his opponent. Like, I'm surprised they didn't even announce that, like, beforehand to advertise the shit out of that. Like, right. that just came out of nowhere. That was nuts. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this dude, you know, obviously, it looks like he's trying to kill himself in there every single time. So, he's, he's just unbelievable.
0: Okay, so you mentioned the whole Adam Cole, MJF stuff, and then you mentioned the CM Punk stuff, and I feel like, that all is kind of like in the same conversation. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about like the all-in rumor. I can't even say rumors. I got to say rumor because there's only one rumored match. Okay, so when it comes to CM Punk and then like the Cole MJF stuff, let's start with CM Punk. It's another championship in AEW, all right? What else is fucking new? I don't necessarily hate the idea of CM Punk pulling out a title, spray-painting the E, Look at you know what is that like a shot there right like you know the e yeah and yeah. whether you call him the real world champion the anti elite wrestling champion or anti elite world champion the x world champion the the straight edge world champion the collision world champion whatever champion you want to call him right I don't necessarily hate the idea of him carrying this title defending it if ultimately it's going to lead to an mjf match where. We're going to get all this shit unified and then we just go back to one world champion and it will be MJF defeating CM Punk. If, if it all leads to that, I'm cool with that. But just based on what I'm seeing right now, keep in mind, a lot could happen in a month because if we, if we rewind time back to last year, around this time, this shit was a fucking mess. Moxie <laughs> was a champion, CM Punk came back as a champion, then we had a unification match that only lasted like... 52 seconds then you had like there was beef here with CM Punk and Hangman Page and then you had the all-out stuff like listen that whole shit was like a disaster right so anything when it comes to AEW anything could happen in a fucking month okay but as of right now I necessarily don't hate the idea of CM Punk carrying this title and just defending it because listen he's gonna defend this quotation marks title right against Ricky Starks next week well Ricky's not gonna win and listen I love Ricky should do I think Ricky should be a world champion? Absolutely. But he's not being CM
1: Punk next week
0: or this week coming up actually.
1: Yeah, so that so that match is for the title, right?
0: For for the they title. Already... For the for the real for the world champion. The, the punk world title.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm curious to see what goes down there. Um Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, he's the um he's the special guest ref, I think, for that match, right? Yep. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't really, obviously CM Punk's going to win, right? Um, you know, he already put over Ricky Starks. Well, I guess two times if you count the tag match. Um, you know, obviously it wasn't clean, but whatever. Um, yeah, I listen, it's got to end with MJF beating CM Punk. I mean, obviously, I don't know how you could put the world championship on CM Punk. I also don't really know how that w- would really work either. I mean, right now MJF is appearing on both shows, but he's doing it. Because he's involved in the Adam Cole storyline with the tag titles and stuff yep. like that, um, so it's not like he's appearing every week as world champ on Collision. So, even if they were to put the belt on CM Punk, that would mean he would have to do both shows, right? I mean, you can't just have the world champion on Collision and not Dynamite. You know, then you then you run into a, a situation where WWE ran into for so long where they only had one world champion in Roman Reigns, and he was barely even there, and you know the, the product suffers because of that. Um, so listen, I wouldn't give the world title back to CM Punk. I wouldn't either. Anyway, I don't really know how you could trust him again. Not even just the fact of like, you know, with, with all the, you know, the backstage politics and stuff, but like this dude has proven that he just has a hard time staying healthy.
0: You know, I'll even make the argument. Okay. I'll make the argument that right now with how punk is like being handled right now, it's actually a better run than anything else he's done in AEW. Like, Besides like the Doc collar match, right? Besides that, just the handling of CM Punk right now, just having these tag and single matches on Collision,
1: like I'm I'm enjoying this run that he's on for CM Punk, right? Yeah, about? for
0: CM Punk specifically. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so far so good. I mean. I think he's been utilized the right way. Yep. I love that he didn't go over in the uh, in the Owen tournament. One thousand percent. That. Yep. Um, and yeah, listen, he's working with Ricky Starks right now, which is exciting. Yep. Um, yeah, dude. I don't, honestly, like so far so good. I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks, but I think he's been booked the right way. Um, and you know, it seems like he's got a different mindset this time around. I mean, I, I at least hope so. So yeah, so far so good. But now now it gets interesting because again, he pulls the world title out of the red bag, which is obviously what we all knew was in there in the first place. Um, so now we'll see where they go with this, but I, I I agree with you. I don't necessarily hate this idea of him calling himself the real world champ because listen, it makes sense, right? He never got pinned. He never lost the belt. Um, you know, it's a way to put over MJF, hopefully if, you know, which we assume he's going to lose to MJF whenever they wrestle each other talks about how he never lost the belt and he's still the real world champ. I did not see that coming. So, Hey, I'm intrigued.
0: I'm very intrigued too by this. Let's talk about MJF, the actual world champion with Adam Cole, baby. Listen, this match with FTR, you know, we talk about fantastic matches like with Darby Allen and stuff, but like FTR, they have been killing it with Collision with the stuff they did with Juice Robinson, which he's right now my favorite wrestler in all professional wrestling this year alone. I, I, anything that really? Juice does, I'm just, I'm just drawn by, bro. I like, I, I just love Juice Robinson, and you know the matches that jay and juice had with ftr listen you have like one consider one of the matches of the year that that two out of three falls that that match was fantastic so credit to all guys but in this case let's credit ftr because they're putting on bangers on collision and that's what they did with mjf and adam cole
1: yeah yeah no i mean i i 100 i agree with you juice robinson i mean he's him and jay white have kind of become like you know, besides, I guess, I mean, I don't even know if you could call CM Punk this or even FTR, but, I mean, they've become the unsung heroes of Collision. They're the Collision, like, Collision Cowboys. Is, yeah, yeah. Like, it's basically their show. And remember not too long ago, uh, we were, you know, we, we had a talk, conversation about Jay White, and I think I was, like, talking about how, you know, he's just another guy in AEW, right? Not anymore. Like, he's just, he's, yeah, not anymore, man. Again, this is the perfect example of going back to what I was talking about before, it's like thank goodness for collision because again, you get to feature guys like this and you know, a guy like Jay White who really is really doing absolutely nothing on dynamite. He was doing nothing of interest on that show. He's become one of the best things about Saturday night. So, um listen, th- those those tag matches they had with FTR, mm-hmm. my goodness, both of them. Just out of this world good, and I'm sure we're gonna see a third match. I would assume, right? I it's mean, it's gotta happen. be
0: all in or all out, one or the other.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's gotta be on one of those shows. I mean, I I would put it on Wembley, honestly, because I think that would just rock and, and the
0: they first need to season. go over. And they need to go over.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't really see why why not. You know, I don't really think FTR needs these belts. Yeah, yeah. I I would definitely strap them up. I think they'd be so interesting with these championships, man. Especially Juice.
0: Listen, you have FTR drop the tag titles, and then let's say the following week at All Out, you have that unification, and I'm just saying hypothetically speaking, that uh, unification match between Punk and MJF, and then CM Punk loses that title too. Boom, that following collision, you have FTR and CM Punk go full heel, bro. Yeah. That's how I would book it.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's only a matter of time before CM Punk goes heel. You know, I really didn't understand the Ricky Starks heel turn. I think we even talked about this too. um, And and it isn't really a
0: heel turn because he's acting like a heel, but he's acting a heel to like Punk. He's not really acting like a heel towards like the fans, bro. He's like still like, He's still like yeah. accepting like the fans is uh you know like cheers and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. It's it's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's see, it seems like you know in the at least in the feud, the CM Punk is the babyface and Ricky Starks is the heel. So, you you would think over time, eventually, probably sooner rather than later, CM Punk's got to go heel. I mean, I, I just think that's just the easy decision, right? I mean, he's already getting booed in every town he goes to, so.
0: Yeah, man. Um, it's funny because uh, a, a couple of friends of mine ended up going to the the Jersey Collision, the one where I was in Cancun and stuff. And watching that shit back, I thought that Punk was gonna get like heavily booed, and he did get booed. But there's still Punk still has his supporters, man.
1: He'll always have his supporters. They're they're like a cult following, you know. <laughs> like they're just always gonna love him no matter what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I I. Didn't really know how to feel about CM Punk upon his return, but after seeing him in the past couple of weeks, I'm just like, eh, you know what? I'm always going to be a CM Punk supporter. Oh, yeah, me too. In, in, me in too. One way or another. So, I mean, I think, like I said, it's already been going fine, his run so far. I'm enjoying it. You know, every time he's on the TV, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't want to change the channel. I don't have it puff. I'm just genuinely enjoying what yeah, he's doing. Me so, too. hopefully Listen, they he, keep that going.
0: He hasn't been bad in the ring. The promo he cut this past week, uh, I loved. I love storylines like this where what someone is claiming to be a champion and the other one's claiming to be the real champion. I love storylines like this and with Punk it just works perfectly and then him adding like the, the X to the, on the E right, that's like poetic justice right because if you know, you know right which the whole world knows his you know, B for Issues or whatever it is that he has with the elite So the fact that he put the X on the E Which he wouldn't put it on the A or the W Because it it just would look stupid right But the fact that he did it On the E the way he did it just was like Wow look at that 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 looks dope And him carrying a title with a big ass X On it man I I think it's Pretty cool man I, I dig it
1: yeah, yeah. No, it's certainly something different, and it's a nice little tidbit right there, like you said, where he puts it right through the the E, which is, you know, it it's, could be telling. Who knows whether that was done purposely or not, but like you said, I mean, it just makes sense. He's not going to put it on the A or the W. He's going to put it right in the middle, but um, yeah, listen, I love it. I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes, curious to see where the match takes place, and listen, as much as I just said I've been enjoying CM Punk's run, I hope to God that he does not beat MJF because I think that would be a absolutely brutal decision. Oh
0: it'll be easily one of these, one thousand percent. Congratulations, you played yourself. There you go. MJF and Adam Cole, right? So we didn't get no turn. They lost the match to FTR. MJF ends up saving Adam Cole from getting that shatter machine. And then they had this like weird, and I say weird because it's like what? Like you're I guess it's weird because you're waiting for the turn, right? Who's going to turn on her? Uh, Who's going to turn on who? And for one quick second, you really thought that MJF was going to, you know, hit Adam Cole with the bell. And even Adam Cole, the second Adam Cole put his hands up and he's like, just do it. Just do it. I'm like, all right, we're not getting that. And we get like them hugging it out. And then that's how collision ends. So it's like, all right, they lost a tag title. They lost a tag title opportunity. Okay. To FTR. What's next, right? What's going to be the catalyst of them to stay together or what's going to lead to them breaking up? Because a week ago, MJF also did say is no matter what happens in this tag match, MJF is going to give Adam Cole a world title shot. So what's going to happen here?
1: Yeah, listen, I don't know. I mean, I I, it's weird because it is very weird. This group has gotten so over Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I don't. I mean, I don't know. Tony's a smart guy, all right? he he you could you'd think he could see something like this coming. I mean, these two guys are gold together. Their segments are great. They really Their are. chemistry together is fun. Their entrance is hilarious. Uh, the matching gear, the the theme song mashup. I mean, that everything. Mash-
0: that mashup slaps, bro.
1: It really does. It works perfectly. Um it, everything just seems like it's meant to be. Now, I never thought they were winning the tag titles. I Me mean, either. I know a lot of people were like,
0: Did you, oh, see, like, sure. did you see some of the peckerheads in the crowd fucking shocked. Like, really? Yeah. you really thought they were going
1: yeah. get were gonna get the titles, really? Yeah, yeah, I don't i I never saw that. I never understood why anybody would think that. Obviously, the plan eventually is to do, you know, the turn and have these two battle it out again for the title. I mean, that's obviously the long term plan. I don't know for sure, but I'm going to assume that Tony most likely is pushing that as far back as possible because they're like the number one merch sellers right now. They are one of the most popular segments on the show. I feel like he, you know, and like I said before, like Tony is a smart guy, so I'm not sure how he didn't see this coming or maybe he did. I don't know. I'm just assuming that he's probably going to end up pushing this back a little bit longer, whether even, it could even be at all out, which is a week after all in, but at least it gives a little bit more time. You could build something up at all in and then do the title match the following week. Um, Or, Hey, you know what? If he wants to keep pushing this man, like let it keep going until who knows, you know, into the fall and, you know, full gear. I mean, I know it's a long ways away, but listen, Tony's good with the long term booking. So, I mean, I'm sure he can come up with something to keep this thing rolling. But all I know is I just don't want these two to break up anytime soon. And even the tease, I I wasn't fooled because I just didn't really think it really it made much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they hugged each other, man, that pop was just awesome.
0: It just it feels so like condescending though in, in a weird way with like MGF, like him coming out, doing not necessarily doing like all the mannerisms as Adam Cole, but him like shaking like the kid's hands and hugging a kid, like it just seems like Kind of what I was telling you a couple of weeks ago, like, if he was to ever turn face, like, he really wouldn't be a face, right? Like, a kid would come up to him or whatever, and he was like, all right, what's your name? He would sign the name and be like, kid, lay off the fucking Diet diet Coke or say yeah. something like that. You know, like, say something stupid, like, snarky like that. Because it looks mm-hmm. funny. It actually does look fake when he's, like, high-fiving these fans.
1: Listen, MJF, I, mean, we, I think we talked about this on one of the last shows we did, too. Because um, yeah. I re- think I remember briefly the conversation we had. MJF is I mean I don't know if he'll ever be a full-fledged babyface right. but if they ever want to go a- and try it I mean I guess they're trying it out right now. Yeah. It's completely working. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw the the video clip that AEW posted as well on their socials after the show post match with FTR, MJF and Adam Cole, like a little pizza party in the ring with tequila and um you know MJF's promo was just super super babyface and um the crowd ate it up man
0: listen man he he would be a great face man because people love him even though he's a jerk right because that's pretty much what his character is a, just a straight jerk yo people love that shit man
1: yeah yeah listen it, it works man and you can play both sides of uh you know both sides of the field here he's an incredible heel and he's just as good as a baby face so listen that's going to benefit him for sure in his future you know whether Wherever that is, whether it's here, whether it's WWE, wherever he goes in his career, the fact that he can play both at such, you know, with ease is really going to benefit him. But listen, I'm loving this sort of babyface run we're getting here with Adam Cole. Y- nobody ever saw this coming, right? Like these two teaming together and being such a great duo on television. But I mean, I love when that happens, when they throw something at the wall and you're like, ugh. Because this started out with like, Kind of as a can they coexist right, story, right right, And then it just turned into something so much bigger And um, I just love when that stuff happens it,
0: it works man they have great chemistry with each other And people love Adam Cole And even though MJF is a heel In theory People love MJF too so it just works man And who would ever thunk it These two have ke- so much great chemistry And then on top of all of this right Yo poor Roddy Strong bro They still got this guy uh, with the neck break. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> and when uh, MJF calls him a default call, like a create create your own wrestler in a uh, in a video game, when he called him that in the backstage segment, I thought that was hilarious too. Listen, poor Roddy, but listen, I'm not really I'm not really sure. Like, as soon as he they signed him, right? I was just like, I don't really know where this guy fits in AEW. If he's not with Adam Cole. I don't know. I mean, he's just another wrestler. He's just a generic dude, and obviously we're seeing that.
0: Just like MJF said, he's a generic white guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, poor Roddy Strong, but hey, he's not Diamond <laughs> it's, Mine anymore, You know what right? it is?
0: It's the neck brace for me, and then also, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. Yo, this guy's working out with the neck brace.
1: <laughs> is he? Oh, man, I love that. Living the gimmick.
0: Get living the gimmick, 1,000%. All right, dude. Uh, okay, so I want to get your thoughts on this, right? Let me first make sure my buttons are working. Hold on. Let me see. No! All right, they're working. Okay, so I want to get your thoughts on this because, like, I really value your opinion, okay? Even when we, like, don't agree on something, I still value it, and I still look at it from your point of view, right? Because you're a smart guy, and you're a great guy.
1: Oh, I... Right back at you,
0: sir. Oh, Thank you. So so I want to give for everyone that was complaining I think it was like late last week or maybe Saturday, one or the other, that was complaining about this Jericho-Will Ospreay rumor. I'm going to give you one big fat congratulations. You played yourself. And the reason I'm giving the congratulations is I know everybody wants to see Omega and Osprey 3. I want to see it too, okay? Listen, those first two matches is 1A, 1B when it comes to matches of the year. But we don't need to necessarily see it right away. Listen, the Wembley show is already at close to 80,000 at this point. Or maybe it is already 80,000. But they don't need to, like, I'm not saying they don't need need to put effort on this card, right? But I feel like they could hold off on an Osprey Omega match. Okay, that's one. Two, I know people are like, Oh, Jericho can't go. Listen, what's so funny about that, that notion and that opinion is Nobody was saying that shit about Jericho last year when he was putting on bangers when he was the Ring of Honor World Champion. Nobody was saying that shit. So I think that Osprey could pull a really good match out of Jericho. Is it going to be like the level of Osprey and Omega? No. But I truly believe that Osprey could put out a five-star match with Chris Jericho, okay? And another thing is, don't you think from a wrestling standpoint, a wrestler standpoint, right? Don't you think this is something Osprey might want Buckalist to have a match with Chris Jericho and fucking Wimley? To me, I think this is a big match. I know I probably might be in that minority here, but I don't think i don't I don't get the hate on this match. I really don't.
1: Yes, I'm I'm pretty indifferent on it, I'll, I'll admit. Um I see both sides of of the coin here. I really do. I understand people's frustrations of, you know, wanting Will Ospreay to have um I don't know if I, again, I don't know if these are the right words to use, but maybe a more forbiddable uh an opponent, you know, like somebody like Kenny Omega or um like a PAC or um you know, somebody like who could really match up with his style in ring and and really tear down the house in in a, you know, Tokyo Dome, seven-star classic, you know? I understand that, but, yeah, I mean, on the other side, you're 100% right. I mean, this is probably something that both guys have wanted, right? I'm sure Chris Jericho has wanted to wrestle Osprey I'm sure Osprey has wanted to wrestle Chris Jericho. I'm sure it's most likely a childhood dream of his. Mm-hmm. And to get to do it at Wembley Stadium is a freaking huge deal. And, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think the match will be great. I I mean, look look at what Chris Jericho did with Kenny Omega, okay? It's the same exact thing. I think Will Ospreay can get a great match, um, you know, out of Chris Jericho and vice versa. Uh, I Listen, I don't hate this. I do see why, you know, people have a hard hard time um, coming to grips with it, but I agree. Like, the Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay stuff— they most likely will have their third match in a New Japan ring, yep. I would assume. 1, um, it just makes sense it's for the New Japan uh, U.S. title. You know, I'm I'm sure they want it to be either at Tokyo Dome or whatever. So I have no issues with that. And listen, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, this is something that Tony Khan did not book. I wouldn't be surprised if both guys, Will Osprey and Chris Jericho, went to Tony Khan and said, listen, we want to wrestle each other at this show. And Tony was like, okay, I I I like that. I'll book it. So, yeah, I'm not going to be one shitting all over it. Um, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people.
0: Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Um, Like, I also understand, not that I understand, but I just feel like sometimes wrestling fans, they go overboard with like, I don't want to see this match. Jericho can't go anymore. Like, listen, Ospreay is one, if not one of the best wrestlers in the world, all right? Um, Listen, if you tell me, hey, Osprey is the number one wrestler in the world, listen, you ain't going to get no argument from me. With that being said, Osprey is the perfect guy to pull out a five-star match out of Chris Jericho.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think he could pull a five-star out of a broomstick. So. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Um. let's see. What else on AEW? All right, Um. Let, I guess we could blend this in because since we've been off for like a couple weeks now, Blood and guts. We had the BCC versus the Elite. We had Kota Ibushi make his AEW debut. Listen, I really, really enjoy the match. Even though I felt like in moments the match was rushed. All right, but that's not even my criticism. I think my biggest criticism of this match. I know people were complaining about the blood and some of the spots and you know uh, claiming like, oh, some of the wrestlers are waiting for spots to happen. I'm not complaining about none of that shit. All right, you do some of the shit they're fucking doing in the ring. All right. If you could do that shit perfectly, then you could have an opinion. I, I don't have an issue with none of that shit. I thought the match was fine. I enjoy the match. Do I like the... the I was going to say War Games. The Blood and Guts match last year a little bit better? Yes, I do. But my biggest takeaway from this match and critique, if anything, is the fact that I didn't like some of the gear. The attire. Because <laughs> you had Kenny Omega and Claudio pretty much looking like a tag team. Why do yeah. they have a matching gear? like the bc she should have wore like simply like all red or something right and then you had hangman and the bucks wearing purple which is kind of weird because like isn't hangman like not fucking with like dark order anymore which was totally random but then kenny omega's wearing blue which is like okay and then it completely like went over my head I'm like oh i get why he's wearing blue because of fucking kota Bushi. come on man this is blood and guts couldn't kota Bushi wear purple too purple and gold with a little bit of blue come on
1: man yeah, no, I mean it's it's funny like how much that you know makes a difference, right? Like when you're seeing two guys wrestling in there on opposite teams and they look like they could be on the same team. Uh, yeah, I mean you would think they would go over this stuff right like beforehand, you know, on their gear and everything. Um, it's funny because I didn't notice that at first until somebody brought it up on Twitter and then I and you know kind of registered I'm like, oh yeah, like that is kind of odd. Um, but yeah, something so so little like that. Um. Yeah, man, that just uh, it it really screws up my OCD. Uh-uh. I,
0: I've always had a problem with, and I think we, I don't think we've ever talked about this, but like I, I remember there was like a big online criticism, like back when I think like the Shield broke up or something back in WWE. How like everybody's like wearing black and they look like they belong in a faction and like they're facing yeah. each other. <laughs> like, like yeah. let's let's have some like different colors here, right? Like, that's why, like, I really enjoy, like, someone like Seth Rollins now where he'll go out of his way to look different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he'll yeah. make sure he looks different from everyone else so it won't, like, get to a point where he looks like he belongs in a tag team with his opponent. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: 100%. Yeah. So, um, other than that, what's your thoughts on Blood and Gus? What did, did you like? enjoy the match? Did you think, like, last year's was better? I know – because there was – it was like you're either – didn't like the match, or you liked the match? One or the other.
1: Yeah, yeah. I definitely like the—I prefer last year's match um, a hell of a lot better. But it's that's not, you know, um, downgrading this match at all. I think everybody worked super hard. Um, I did think some of the spots, though, were a little clunky. Yeah, yeah, um, 1,000%. Some of, the, mm-hmm. some of the camera work, and, you know, obviously it's not on, on the the guys in the ring, but— some of the camera work was way off, man. On that on that pack um, on that, you know, um, uh, leg drop when he when he was like hanging on the top of the cage or whatever, and then he came down on whoever was on the table, like the camera just totally missed it. Like they got they, they hit the shots so late, like I don't know, like the cues were off, uh, you know, from the the guys in the production truck or and the cameraman, like it was just way off. Right. Um And then, of course, you know, it definitely seemed like at the end, you know, you could see, you know, the clock turned to—I think it actually did turn to 10 o'clock. And, um, and like, the match is still going on. And I'm like, well, there's no overrun here. And then, you know, the match ends kind of abruptly. You know, I didn't really see the finish coming the way it did. And then, like, immediately just goes off the air like like— Barely any time to breathe. Like, you don't really see any celebration. Well, apparently
0: end. that wasn't even the original finish, the, uh, right. according to Melter, right? Yeah. He said something down the line. And I think even Sean Ross Sapp reported it as well. Apparently the finish was going to happen. There was still going to be time where both teams were going to, like, face off and, like, shake each other's hands. Which, that that's very, like, interesting um, that that was the original, like, finish. Because fast forward to what we saw, like, this past week on Dynamite. We're seeing now a program that's building between Moxie and Orange Cassidy and Moxley's acting like a fucking heel. He's not acting like no fucking face.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's listen, it's it's weird. Um I mean the whole the whole entire thing was weird too when you had I mean I understand why they did it uh with, you know, Pack when he walked out on the team Yeah. just yep. obviously it set up for uh, the Ring of Honor match. Um uh, but then you know you had Don Callis coming in there to get Takeshita to to out. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it was a little weird. It was just ah. I don't really know what I was expecting, but, yeah, just to finish, the way it, the way it all happened. You were uh, expecting
0: somebody to take a bump off top of the cage.
1: <laughs> I actually was, yeah, I actually was. But I'm, I'm, I'm not upset that they didn't do that, though, because they've done right. that for the, the past few, and you're not going to make a habit of doing that every Did we get a time. bump
0: last year? The, I think the only thing we got was like the, the, um, the spin from Claudio and Jericho last year, right?
1: Uh, well, What was the year that Sammy Guevara got thrown off? Did, did he get thrown off last year too? Was that last year? Was that that was the match with Eddie Kingston, right? Oh when, yeah, he did get Claudio. thrown off last year. You're I right. Think it was last year, Fucking yeah. Fucking
0: crazy bastard. I right, so out of all the guys, who do you think would have been who do you think would have had the balls to take the bump? What, Pac? <laughs> yeah, I, nah,
1: I don't maybe, know. That. Yo, nah, maybe yo, maybe Moxie
0: think. would have taken the bump.
1: You think so? Off the cage? Yeah, Ooh, he's a psychopath, I bro.
0: I think he would have done it. Don't you remember, don't you remember? And this is, obviously, he was a lot younger then, but don't you remember, like, those Hell in the Cell matches? Like, I think, like, Moxley and Roll, uh, Ambrose and Rollins at the time, they took, like, a crazy bump, like, almost from the top of the, the cell. Like, they were hanging, like, on the side of the cell, but, like, yes. very high up, and then, and then they both, like, hit now. each other and went straight to the table. So I
1: think Moxley
0: would have the balls to take the bump.
1: Hey, yeah, honestly, I, I, I did not think him, but, I mean, yeah, and the more you say it, he might have been he Either like that somebody. or Wheeler
0: Yuta because Wheeler Yuta got some balls too, yeah, on him.
1: <laughs> that's that's who I was going to say. If it was going to be one guy of the BCC, it was probably going to be Wheeler Yuta. If it was going to be one guy from the Elite, I I would have said one of the young bucks honestly, probably Matt Jackson probably or maybe Nick yeah, I I I feel like it, it could have been, but I know the Bucks did say, and I know I know they say this stuff, but after that crazy ladder match that they've had, you know, in the past, like they said they don't really want to take any crazy bumps like that anymore. So, listen, man, listen.
0: Kota Bushi was fucking taking like backdrops of fucking pins and shit, so maybe he would have taken the bump.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I definitely want to get into Bushi because uh, I want your opinions too on on him and and okay, everything. All right, let's talk way- about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so I mean, you know, he comes out, right? I mean, the crazy pop for him. I mean, it was. I thought. I thought it was a crazy pop. I know some people said, you know, they. I saw some people on Twitter. Oh, there wasn't even a big pop. Like I, I thought it was. Um, it was great to see him, but man, when he comes out, what is your first reaction?
0: Ah, uh, when I first saw Kota Ibushi, I mean. <sighs>
1: This is gonna sound like I'm fucking. See, uh, I, K- yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, you, you have the same. You have the probably the same opinion I have. I, the minute I looked at him, I thought he he. Say it.
0: Compared compared to how he was when he faced Joey Janela at Spring Break, he didn't seem like he was in ring shape. And I'm not saying that Kodobushi looked terrible because that's not what I'm saying. Kotobushi still looks great when he's not in ring shape, but just the way he was moving in the ring. Now keep in mind. Spring Break was in April, WrestleMania weekend. So what was that, like four months ago, give or take, roughly? Yeah. Compared to how he looked then, right, to now, I just feel like it showed that he just wasn't in ring shape. And then let's remove away physically how he looked. Because the man still looks great, all right? Ring shape or not, the man still looked great. But just how he was moving in the ring, you could tell, like, he wasn't really prepared.
1: Yeah. I, I was, I'm just going to say it. The dude looked fat. I mean, So so fat
0: The thing is with fat for us right Kotobushi normal standards He's not a fat guy right but just compare To like how he used to look Right or like how he looked a couple months ago He just wasn't in ring shape that's pretty much what it was Like the guy's not like an obese guy Or a fat guy but you could tell Like he just didn't what he wasn't prepared To wrestle on live television That's it that's not saying that he looks Bad I don't think he looks bad He just didn't look like how he normally looks
1: yeah, yeah, listen, it, it just looked like he put on some weight, and, and listen, not, obviously not obese by any terms, but bigger than the last time I saw Compared him. to listen. how
0: he normally looks, because he yeah, didn't look like, that way during spring break when he faced Joey.
1: Right, yeah, and I'm, yeah, of course I'm not here to fat shame anybody, I'm just saying he looked like he gained some weight, and it was very obvious, and... Um, you know, listen, uh, he, uh, if he hasn't been working out as much, he hasn't really, you know, been, you know, uh, wrestling all that much, you know, aside from the show you're talking about, I get it, you know? Um, but I don't know, like he was okay in there, but not what I was expecting. No, no, he wasn't, he wasn't in ring
0: shape. That's the whole thing. Because even how he was, even how he was moving in the ring, it's like, he just wasn't prepared for this match at all. Like he wasn't like he wasn't.
1: And it. I don't know how you could not be. I mean, that's just.
0: Yeah. That's Yeah. You
1: know. Com- I mean, I don't get that.
0: Listen, compared to what I, what like when he faced Joey at GCW for Spring Break, he looked like typical normal Kota Ibushi, right? And who knows? Yeah. Maybe he's he's dealing with an injury too, because that could happen also. If you're injured or something, sometimes you put on a couple a couple pounds or whatever. And like I, like you said, it's not like he's obese or anything like that. Like that, he's still in good shape. But just compared to how he normally looks, maybe he's dealing with something or he just wasn't prepared. One or the other.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and that's, you know, it it was a shame, honestly. It was, I don't know, I'm not going to say a a huge letdown. But it was just something that I was just like, after after the show went off the air, I was like, ugh, you know. I was expecting a little bit more. Right. Um, But it is what it is, you know. Like, uh, hopefully if he, he makes more appearances in AEW and um, you know, he gets himself into ring shape and hopefully can have some banger matches because obviously that's what we want to see mm-hmm. at a Ibushi. So uh, I was really surprised, too. We didn't get the graphic afterwards. I thought we were going to get that. He's all I knew we
0: all. weren't going to get that. I just think that yeah. man doesn't want to sign to anything. I think uh, okay. Wakota Ibushi, I get it. He's just like a free spirit and he's just going to walk to the beat of his own drum. And I don't think he's trying to get tied down to some like contract type shit.
1: Yeah, listen, I get it. You know, I mean, I I don't blame him. He's been, I mean, he he signed that lifetime contract with New Japan, right? And look how that ended up. And, uh, you know, listen, I get it. Um, But hopefully he makes more appearances in AEW down the line.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, one last thing on AEW, and then we'll get into SummerSlam stuff. Uh, There's a rumor going around, and I believe Meltzer's the one that reported this. And y'all already know how I feel about Meltzer's reporting, but I feel like this one, he has it close to the vest so he might know something right apparently the elite are gonna resign some new deals with aew and that's including the bucks omega and hangman um not a surprise to me if this rumor is true i hope it is because i do want them to stick around with aew but um who's to say if this doesn't happen um you know this is one of the very few times that i'm going to lean into Melcher's reporting but what's your thoughts on this
1: yeah, listen, I guess I'm not surprised. Um, I could definitely see it being accurate, being true. Um, listen, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously cool with it. I want these guys to stay, but I know we've had some conversations in the past, yep. uh, specifically about Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, right? yeah. Like, I think um, he was the main one we were talking about where I said, you know, wouldn't mind if he tested the WWE water. It's really now or never, you know? And I think that goes for all these guys, right? The Bucks, uh, maybe not Hangman. Um, I mean, you never know, but... I feel like if any of them have a chance still of re-signing with AEW and then still having another contract left after this, I think it'd be Hangman. I think he's still, you know, in his prime. Um, But I feel like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks specifically are coming up to, like, sort of, kind of the back end of their career. And if they sign back with AEW now, I mean, I did say this about their last contract, but they sign back i think this is it for them right i mean it depends on how long they sign for but
0: kenny omega is the one where it's like that's the big question mark what what could have he had done in wwe if he indeed just signs with AEW? the bucks man i'm glad they're staying with AEW because one especially after the whole punk situation like i do not want to see the bucks like fucking leave over that that's one and then yeah. two it's like listen man I, I i really enjoy the wwe product i really do but when it comes to the tag division, that's god awful. Just look at his their friends, the Good Brothers. Okay, yeah. just look at that. And you know what? I even throw AJ in the mix as well. Okay, even though AJ's been in the WWE for like quite a while at this point, right? They're not really doing much with them, right? So it's like, come on, man. Like I, I you know, and the tag division isn't really even a tag division in WWE. Like you know, Kevin Owens is now hurt right now. Apparently, Sami Zayn, like. And, and and I have been enjoying the Sammy Kevin Owens run. I have been enjoying that. But, like, they just have nobody to really face. Because you think two shows, you would have, like, some tag divisions. You would have some tag teams. Like, come on, man. Let's make some shit happen. And they're not even fucking doing that. So, it's like the the Bucks would just be wasted in WWE. Now, they're trying to get a check, if they're just trying to get paid, cool. But for that, man, just keep that Tony Khan money, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see them itching for a bigger paycheck here. I mean, I think they're. I mean, I assume they're getting paid pretty well, and uh, I don't really think money comes into play. But yeah, I mean, you're one hundred percent right. Nothing has ever changed in WWE uh, with tag team wrestling. It it just hasn't. Um, So yeah, I mean, they'd be wasted away. Obviously, I think they know that, and I don't think either guy has any interest. But. Like you said, Kenny Omega is the big, big question. But right. I, I think I did read recently, and I think it might have been in the post uh, show promo for uh, after Blood and Guts. Kenny said he's going wherever the Young Bucks go. Um, I thought I read that, so makes I mean, sense. Listen, that's, that obviously, you know, it makes sense, and and that means they're all staying then. I mean, they're staying put. And let's be honest, what's AEW without the Elite? I mean, come on, it sounds cliche, but you like, no, you're true. right. Like you're one thousand percent right. Soul. Yeah, they are.
0: They really are. It's not just the shirt. They really are the heart and soul of AEW, regardless of whether you yeah. like them or not.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, listen, I I think it's probably an accurate report from from Dave and yep. um, yeah. I I probably expect all of them to stay. Honestly, I there's really been no rumblings or uh, there's just been no like hints given that any of them are leaving. So. All
0: right. Let's break down the SummerSlam card, and what we'll do with this is we'll add on some of the stuff that's been happening in recent weeks with the WWE programming as we break down this card, all right? You're going to laugh at the first match I want to mention, but I feel like we could touch on different things based on, like, the people that are in this match. Let's talk about the SummerSlam gimmick battle royal. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: God.
0: So Okay, and the reason why I'm mentioning this is because I specific- specifically want to talk about two people, and that's Grayson Waller and L.A. Knight. I know you say you're not high on LA Knight, but, man, this dude is getting some pops, bro. Dude, man, I'm, I'm sold on LA Knight, man. And I liked Eli Drake. I liked Eli Drake in TNA. I liked them in NWA. Uh, and when he became LA Knight, like, I, I, I've i always been a fan of this guy. Listen, he's, he's an average wrestler. He's not going to wow you. But, dude, man, is, what he's doing is fucking working, bro. The promos. His simple move set, you know, a la Stone Cold, a la Rock, like, with his mannerisms and shit. Listen, I'm a big fan of LA Knight, man. And I, I think, um, I, I clearly they're doing a slow build with him. But I don't want it to continue being, like, don't let this shit drag for, like, another three months, bro. Like, you gotta strike when the iron is hot. And people want LA Knight. Not saying that he needs to be world champion, at least not yet. But... Yo, you need to strap that United States championship on him. You need to do something with him because the man is over 1,000%.
1: Yeah, I mean, I in no way uh, hate this guy at all. I don't, like, you know, I don't have a grudge against him right now. No, no, I know, I know. And I, like, I respect the hell out of the fact that he, you know, got himself over, and and you love to see it. And listen, I'm right there with you. I I was stunned that he didn't win that fatal four-way match for the U.S. title shot or whatever. Um, I just thought that was money. That was easy money. You you get him on the SummerSlam card against Austin Theory, Ugh. and you have him win the title. I mean, it just seems, it just makes sense, right? I was mind-boggled. But I, you know what? Maybe not so mind-boggled because, again, this is what WWE does. They they hate when somebody gets over on their own, and they basically punish the guy, right, and to the point where they'll finally push him when he's no longer over. When nobody gives which, a fuck again, about LA night, which yeah. I hope
0: that doesn't happen because the man is, Yo, his pops are loud as fuck, bro. Listen, they you are. can make the argument that he's one of the most over guys in the company, if not the the oh, most yeah. over. No, you can make that argument no and you can't that. even... Yo, his, his shirts are fucking selling like crazy. Like, yo, people love it. And you genuinely see, like, the crowd reaction when you just hear the L.A. night. And then, yo, the crowd loses their fucking minds, bro. It's nuts. And, man, good for him. Especially because that dude... Yo, that dude... I know at the time, nobody was really watching TNA, but, like, he was killing it when he went, when he broke off of that Drew uh, Galloway stable when he first debuted. Once he broke out of that and started doing, like, the Yass yeah stuff and shit, yo, man, that dude was, like, cutting some crazy-ass promos, and then he had a run with NWA, which was, like, whatever. But, yo, the guy's star, man. He has the it factor, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. he's He's, <laughs> he's got something, clearly, because it's working. I mean, dude. I don't know how he got so over. I don't. It just kind of happened uh, out of nowhere, right? It happened very organically, which is great, which is what you love to see. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it back to, like, you know, remember Rusev Day? That yeah. got over. Yeah, you're right. And they shut that down right away. Oh, yeah. Rusev never got a push. Um, they were forced, obviously, with, with Daniel Bryan. They, they, the fans really forced their hand with that one. Yep. And then the Kofi Kingston thing, the same, same thing, really. Um, and I guess with the Becky Lynch thing. So, I mean, there has been some instances where they have pushed. Um, the, the people who have gotten themselves over, but I just feel like a guy like LA Knight, just, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like they're not going to alter plans just because right. this dude just got over. Um, but again, like, I don't really know what the plan is with this United States title thing. Anyway. <sighs> I mean, first of all, it's not even on SummerSlam. Nope. Second of all, you had... He had Santos Escobar win in whatever the hell that was on Friday where he, like, beats Rey Mysterio after— With injury? He, what, yeah, was it a least.
0: work? Was it a shoot? Regardless, whatever they were trying to do—let's say if it, if it was an actual shoot that Rey got hurt. At the end of the day, Santos still should have went over, and if Santos was the original guy to go over, right? Let's say L.A. Knight wasn't even in the conversation, right? I wouldn't have put Rey Mysterio to face, face Santos. I would have had someone else do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Me too. A hundred percent. And I mean, what's the goal here? What Santos Escobar is going to win and become the United States title. I mean, no offense to him. I think he's a great talent, mm-hmm. but does anybody want to see that over LA night? Like, no, nobody wants to see that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't understand that. Um, but I'm, I'm sure actually, you know what? I can't even say that. I'm sure I was going to say, I'm sure he's going to end up winning the SummerSlam Battle Royal, but I'm not even so sure he's going to win the SummerSlam Battle Royal because, again, they just don't seem like they want to put this guy over in any, any way. So, um, listen, it's a way to get him on the card, and I I don't believe it's a pre-show match, right? The, no, the Battle Royal? No,
0: it's not. As of so, Lisa, as of right now, it's not. So,
1: So, it'll be on the main card, so good for him, but I mean, again, this is the best he got for the most over guy in the company. Yeah. Again, whether I like this guy or not, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I haven't um, jumped on board the LA night bandwagon. I haven't, you know, gotten on that train yet, but um, I just, I, that doesn't mean that I don't want this guy to, you know, succeed. I mean, clearly anybody who gets himself over like this should obviously be pushed. I mean, that, that's what we want. If the fans pay the money to go to these shows and stuff, he's the hottest selling merchandise, mm-hmm. um, you know, seller right now. I just don't see why they're holding him down.
0: Yeah, I don't get it either, bro. I really don't. Um, And then one last person I want to talk about, and that's um, Grayson Waller, another guy I'm such a big fan of. Um, I I was watching him Friday night, and I'm looking at this dude and just the way he carries himself or whatever. Listen, at some point, I would love to see him have a feud with, like, Cody Rhodes, bro. I feel like that would be, like, Cody Rhodes' equal because he stands for everything that's, like, Cody Rhodes is against, you know? And I think that would be, like, a great, like like foe for Cody. And I think Grayson Waller has all the gift to gap to get there to 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 have like a few with Cody Rhodes one day.
1: Yeah, I mean with the way things have been going, you know, he's been facing well not facing, but you know, he's been in the ring with John Cena. He's been against Spotlight. Yeah, he's been in there with Edge and he did wrestle Edge. He's getting the main event spot against Jay Uso on SmackDown this past week, so I mean, yeah, with the way things are going, and listen, after the Brock Lesnar feud, Cody's going to need something else to keep him busy, you know, right. up until mania season. So, I would not hate that one bit. I'm a huge fan of Grayson Waller. I think this dude, this is a dude that's got the it factor, man. And I mean, he's just, I think he's tremendous, and obviously... This is a guy who they, you know, they see this guy as the future based on you know what they've given him so far. They put they him in the see ranks. him
0: more as a future than Austin Theory. I can tell you that.
1: much. Oh uh, well, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, they got to Austin Theory. They got to get this U.S. title off of him, oh, whether dude, it's Santos man. Escobar or not. Just put the title. On yo, put the
0: listen. I like Santos, right? Even though, and and that's a fumble on WWE because LWO was super hot coming out of that Puerto Rico show, so they should have done something then. Yeah, not saying that the LWO. Sh- Stable isn't hot, and people are not investing in them. But like, we don't really see them as a group. Like, what is like the other members of LWO doing, right? So like, I feel like they lost the moment to do something. But listen, if they decide on SummerSlam to put the title on Santos Escobar, I'm 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 happy with that. You know why? Because get Austin Theory off my TV. That dude is a fucking channel changer. And I'm not saying that the Duke doesn't have potential because th- there is potential there. But send them back to NXT. Do something with them because it, it's not working with them at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I he's run his course as U.S. champ. That's for damn sure. And he's just, yeah, like you said, a channel changer. Nothing more than that. Nobody cares about him. And uh, listen, I would take the title off of him, and I would turn him babyface. I, you know, I've been seeing a couple of videos of him at meet and greets with kids and stuff. I mean, I think he could be a babyface. Uh, I think that's the only hope of getting people to care about him again because it's just not working as a heel
0: currently. gonna put a baseball cap on some colorful ass shirts and be john cena 2.0 bro (laughs) yeah the new john Cena. the new john cena all right talk about ronda rousey and shayna baszler they're gonna have an mma rules match all right listen i'm not high on this match at all right but what i will say is last night on monday night raw they were showing these video packages of like the history between ronda and shayna and just those packages alone They kind of got me invested, man. They really did. And I like Shayna Baszler a lot. Ronda Rousey, I got mixed feelings or whatever. Part of me feels like she gets like a bad rap sometimes. But then the other part of me is like, "But you're just not delivering, man. You're not delivering sometimes not only in the ring, but just with your promos. Like, it's just not it. Those video packages that they were putting on a Monday Night Raw last night, they kind of got me invested in this match. And I want Shayna to win. Shayna needs to win.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, these video packages were exactly what we needed to have some sort of interest in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they obviously have that real-life history together. Um, it's believable. They've been friends. I mean, obviously, they're still friends, but not currently you know, in K-Fabe right. world. Right. But, yep. um, you know, that's why I feel like, like I said, it's believable. And, um, yeah, listen, MMA rules. I assume they're just going to do some grappling. It's going to be very them, right?
0: blood sport like, of Jace.
1: Yeah, yeah, which, uh, you know, could be a snooze fest, I I will admit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm not really planning on paying too much attention to this match anyways when Mm -hmm. it was on. Um, But, yeah, I mean, listen, I think based on the rumors of, you know, this, you know, Ronda Rousey could be done after this. This is the last program that she wanted, uh, you know, with with Shayna. I think she'll put her over uh, 100%. I really have confidence in that. Um, yeah, get her out I of here, bro. Don't. All yeah, due to yeah.
0: respect to Ronda, I know she gets a lot of hate. And I'm not saying that she doesn't like wrestling because we all know she's a wrestling fan. And I'm not necessarily a big fan of Ronda. But get her out of here, man. I, I don't need to see her on my TV anymore. Like, think about it. Like, Ronda Rousey, she's been having this run right now, like, for the last, I'll say, year, give or take, right? Which is, She made a return. And it's been so fucking forgettable, bro. Nobody gives off fuck about Ronda Rousey. Think about that shit. Ronda Rousey at one point she was the number one women's fighter in the UFC. Now she's in the WB. Yeah, she's about to wrap it up, but nobody gives a fuck about her, bro.
1: Yeah, dude, she has fallen way down the card. Like she's not even one of the the prominent nope. women in the women's division anymore and hasn't been for a long time. Listen, I, I, I've always said I've said this for a while that I thought her first run was really really good. Yeah, I, I agree. I loved I, that match at WrestleMania 34. Her debut, you know, teaming and Kurt Angle against Stefan Triple H. That was unbelievable. That I love match. that match. I mean,
0: some was, some might say that was the best match of the night.
1: Oh yeah, that in my opinion, 100. percent That mm-hmm. was super super fun. I remember just standing on my feet the entire time during that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it was. Electric. The atmosphere was unbelievable. And even throughout her run as women's champion, I thought it was pretty good. Like yeah. she had a good match with Sasha Banks, the yep. Royal Rumble in twenty nineteen. Yep. Like I thought she did some good stuff. And then this second run was just has been disastrous from the minute she walked back into the company um, at the Royal Rumble in in, in St. Louis. It has been an absolute abomination.
0: Ugh terrible, bro. Terrible. Think about that. The 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 she made a return in Royal Rumble St. Louis. That's over a fucking year ago, okay? Over a year ago. About close to a year and a half. And this run has been so forgettable. Nobody gives a fuck about her at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, listen. It's it's time for her to hang it up. Call it a <laughs> WWE career. Yep. And then I don't know what she's I mean, obviously, I don't think she go back to MMA, so Uh, Listen, she's Ronda Rousey, she could do movies or whatever But yeah, I'd call it a career I think she has to see the writing on the wall too Because there's just no spot for her anymore And nobody gives a fuck about her, like you said
0: Okay, this is a match I give a fuck about And you know what? This could be one of the matches of the night And that's Logan Paul versus Ricochet They're gonna pull out some fucking crazy shit I expect like You remember a a couple years ago This is going back like 10 years ago at this point, right? Remember the best of the Super Juniors between Ricochet and Will Ospreay? I would not be shocked if we see something like that between these two. The build, listen, I've been on record saying Ricochet has no personality at all, right? He really doesn't. But I will say, due to Logan Paul, we have been seeing a little bit of character development with Ricochet. His promos haven't been so scripted right they felt like there's some feeling there they, they 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 definitely make the audience feel something maybe because people hate logan paul maybe that's part of it too but they haven't been so generic
1: yeah yeah no i i i think the build has been has been pretty decent for this and i'm actually really really excited for this yeah. match um yeah ricochet is as dry as paint when it comes to uh <laughs> you know his his promos in oh room, yeah. but i think i think um I think he's done a good job. Yeah. You know, I got to give yep. him credit with this uh Rick um, this Logan Paul feud, excuse me. And uh you know, Logan is whatever he is on the microphone. Obviously, he's tremendous in the ring. Um, still trying to get his promos down pat, but I think they've carried this feud um, you know, perfectly so far and I mean, if this match is going to kick off the show, which I think Logan Paul said yep. um it's going to because he wants to have the Dallas. His out. Yeah, um, later on in the night. I think this is just. There's no better opener to SummerSlam than this, and it's just going to be a complete spot fest. Oh yeah, I'm I'm here for it, bro.
0: I'm here for it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm really curious to see how these two, you know, um, you know, just just mix it up in there. I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking crazy, bro. It really is. Mama mia! Let's talk about
0: Gunther defending the Intercontinental Championship against Drew McIntyre first. Please tell me you heard Corey Graves do the Ludwig Kaiser impersonation.
1: Yes, I did.
0: Oh my god, bro. I must have played that clip back I don't know how many fucking times when I watched Raw. Yo, he has that impersonation down packed. It was it's fucking hilarious, bro.
1: Dude, it was it was I couldn't stop laughing and Literally, like, if you didn't know any better, if you were just tuning in, like, yeah. you would think that was actually him.
0: The Ring General! <laughs> it was so
1: fucking hilarious, That's <laughs> That was a pretty bro. good one, too. It was
0: so good, bro, so good. Uh, listen, I'm a big fan of Imperium. I think Ludwig Kaiser is, like, that dude's like a sl- sleeper of a star. Like, that dude has all the potential to be, like, like, a single star whenever, you know, Imperium breaks up or something. The other one, Da Vinci, I'm not so sure about, even though he has a good look. But Lewick Kaiser is a, is a guy that we should be watching out for because whenever this Imperium ship breaks up, I think that guy could be something, man. I really I really, truly believe that. But when it comes to specifically to this match between Gunther and Drew McIntyre, I think this match is going to be great. But I do not see Gunther um,
1: losing this title. I think he's going to retain, bro. I think he's going to keep going, man. Oh, yeah. Listen, I hope so. I really hope so. At this point, I want him to be the longest reigning champ. I mean, why the hell not? You know, What's the rush at this point to take the belt off of him? Listen, Keep at this going. point, just
0: make him the undisputed Intercontinental Champion. Why not if we're throwing the word undisputed for no reason?
1: <laughs> yeah, right? We're throwing that around. Uh, yeah, like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, I, I I, hope and pray. I mean, at this point, why the hell not? You know, you're just going to give it to Drew McIntyre and break the, the streak now? For what? I mean, he if he retains here, I think he becomes the longest champ because, I mean, well, I mean, I'm sure he'll have another title defense between now and You know, whenever that is. But, uh, I mean, listen, this is the biggest one to date since Mania. So, he gets past this one. I think it's a pretty safe bet that he's going to break that record. So, I sure hope so. Oh, yeah.
0: All right. Let's talk about a triple threat match for the WWE Women's Undisputed Championship. Are we calling it that? I don't know. Anyways, uh, we have Asuka, the champion, defending against Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Listen, this match is going to be fantastic. All right? No complaints from this match. Here's my only issue. Man, has Asuka felt like fucking background noise. Nobody gives a fuck about Asuka. She's the champion. This whole build has been between Bianca and Charlotte Flair. Asuka's not even involved.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree 100%. Listen, this just goes to show you that, you know, people are going to complain. They're going to bitch and moan whenever Charlotte Flair is the champion, right? They were even bitching and moaning when Bianca Belair was still the champion. Oh, she's so boring. Oh, my God. Take the off her. Those two felt special holding the championship like they made the championship feel special charlotte always does i mean you know you could say what you want oh charlotte's always the champ i mean yeah because that's her thing you know like her gimmick
0: is to be a champion that's her gimmick
1: and bianca belair was one hell of a champion one thousand percent and this is not on no this is booking it's not Oscar. but yeah she feels like an afterthought i mean i i assume she's gonna win this match but she should and it's gonna be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, uh listen, if you're asking me who I'd want to win, I would say either Bianca or Charlotte.
0: Any chance of EO Sky cashing it?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean I think I feel like they're gonna give Asuka a pretty decent run with this before they, okay. they consider that. All right. Um I mean, yeah, I mean there's always a chance, mm-hmm. but I don't know. If I'm a betting man, I'd probably say no.
0: Okay. Okay. All right, let's talk about Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Three. This is the third match, the third, match uh, third bout. Uh, By any chance, did you watch the Cody Rose documentary yet? I haven't.
1: Yes, yes, I have. It was fantastic.
0: Okay. Um, I haven't watched it, but all the shit that, you know, on the documentary, shit that we already know. Anything that interesting that you're like, holy shit, I can't believe they put that on there that, like, kind of wowed you? Or it's, like, all the stuff that you figure, like, oh, of course this is going to be on here.
1: No, no, there's I mean they they show BCE footage. They show footage of AEW, like wow. they show, you know, Cody, Cody and Brandy and the Bucks signing the contracts. They show um, you know, the picture. Um, you know, when they first announced that AEW is gonna launch on TNT, you know, the picture of like Britt Baker's in there, Tony Khan, Hangman, like they're all at the so in suits and everything. Man. They show that picture on there. They show the all in, um, all in stuff. Like, everything. They showed the, like, Cody at Pro Wrestling Tees. Like, dude, they showed legit everything. Like, they did not leave anything they out. They probably it fucking
0: was... showed us at, like, one of these Ring of Honor shows, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, they showed his entrance at Wrestle Kingdom. Um wow. Like, it was... Wow. it was. They showed everything, bro. Like, seeing the Bucks like, prominently featured in this, too. Like, they were on screen. And then afterwards, too, you see the, the credits rolling. And you see, like, Special Thanks, too. And it's, like, it says Matt and Nick Jackson on there. Like, it's crazy, dude. Like, they legit, like, kudos to WWE. Wow. Um, wow. For letting this happen. I'm excited to watch and, this
0: documentary now.
1: Yeah, well, make sure you got time because it's freaking two hours long. That's, that's the only thing that's, like, rough. It's, like, wow. You got to, like, it, it takes a long time to get through it. And it's all stuff that, like, I don't know, like, and this is not a complaint by any means because it was absolutely perfectly done. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're watching a documentary, like, you look for things to take out of the documentary that you didn't know going into it, you know? Right. Everything, every part of the story, like, legit everything. Except for maybe, like, you know, Cody's, like, like what he did, you know, um, he didn't go to college or whatever. I don't want to spoil it. But, like, things like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's stuff I really don't even care about. But the entire story, I knew, and well, yeah, you know, I mean, for the most well. part, I mean, we've been following, it, right? So. It's stuff
0: that we know, but it is dope hearing that they've really put like all that stuff into this WWE documentary. Um, oh, it's, okay, it's
1: pretty surreal, yeah.
0: So, okay, before we get into this match, one last thing because, um, I would like to get your thoughts on it. So, you know, clearly in this documentary, when he mentions like the whole thing, don't edit this out or whatever, blah, blah, and he talked, and, I, and I'm assuming at that point, that's when he talks about why he left AEW. And he, the only thing he yeah. says is like, it was a personal issue, and that's all he's gonna say, right? Yep. Yep. What what do you think that personal issue is? Cause now the whole world's gonna like play the guessing game, right? Like, what was the personal issue? Do you think and, and I'm gonna throw these two at you because this is this is what people are talking, right? This is what the streets are talking, right? Or maybe something completely different that you're that I haven't even thought about or I haven't even read. Some people say is that personal issue was with Tony Khan? Or Maybe that personal issue was with Kenny Omega because clearly he's cool with the bucks, but he hasn't really been talking much about Kenny like that. at least like frequently, like he does talk about like when he praises like the bucks and stuff. So um, that's what the streets are saying, right? The personal issue could have been with Tony or Kenny, but maybe something else that I'm not even thinking about. so what what's your initial thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that those are really two two really good, um you know. Points. Uh, I mean, they're both possible. If I'm going to, you know, from my viewpoint, I'm going to probably lean more towards it's an issue with Tony Khan yep, and maybe Tony pushing Cody off to the side yep. and, you know, uh, not listening to his inputs anymore or, uh, you know, just completely just uh, – You know, like I said, pushing him off the side and taking complete control. Which, you know, obviously, like it's Tony's money. The only reason why the company is a thing is because of Tony. He backed it, you know, because yeah, Cody and the Bucks obviously created this promotion, but obviously they needed financial backing, and Tony Khan provided that. So without him, this doesn't work. So I have a feeling it was a, and I don't think, you know, even even now, I don't think Cody and Tony like, hate each other, right? Like, 1,000%. Tony, I mean, yep. Cody's obviously saying it's a personal issue. He's never going to go off the record and speak badly of Tony, and Tony's never going to speak badly of Cody. I think they have mutual respect for one another. And, I pro- do and, feel
0: and, like, like... and to be quite honest, there's probably like an NDA too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, regardless, I think they're going to always keep it between them, and I think that's where the personal issue lies somewhere um, in there. I don't think it had anything to do with Kenny Omega, because I, I mean, I just... I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, he hasn't really spoken out about him um, a lot. I mean, he hasn't spoken but, negative
0: about Kenny either. Right, but right. When he talks about the Ali a lot, I feel like he mentions a lot more, like, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick. As I
1: he, feel like because he's done more with the Bucks. Like, him right. and the Bucks basically did all in. Like, Kenny Omega was there, but he didn't play as big of a role yeah. in that as Cody did right. and with the Bucks. So, I just feel like those three were – they had a different type of relationship. So Right, right.
0: Okay, let, let's go back to the original point. This match. uh, Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes 3. Who do you got?
1: Uh, Cody Rhodes, man. It's got to be
0: Cody, right? He got the yeah. documentary out. Like, Brock Lesnar could for the loss. Come on.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they're going to put Cody over. I mean, I don't... I mean, I guess it could be clean. I mean, why the hell not? You just really don't see that. Uh, you very rarely see that when, you know, going up against Brock Lesnar. But, yeah, I mean, he's got to win, right? I mean, obviously he's, his goal is still to finish the story. So, he's going to win this feud and then move on to the next feud whoever that may be who, who the hell knows um but i just i mean i can't imagine he loses this third match
0: yeah i agree i can't i can't see that happening either he cody has to go over. all right let's talk about seth freaking rollins defending the world heavyweight championship against finn balor who's part of judgment day and let me tell you something judgment day has kind of taken the spot of the bloodline because one they're in every fucking show and man, dude, they they're running WWE, bro. Fucking Dominic is now the NXT North American champion. Damon Priest holding that briefcase. You got the women's champion. Rhea Ripley. Listen, I'm gonna say, man, as much as I love Seth and he's done a great job with this world title, he doesn't need it, bro. I think it's yep. time, bro. Let's put that shit on Finn Balor, bro. If you don't put the title on Finn Balor at SummerSlam, that's it, bro. You you pretty much you have set in stone Finn Balor on never being world champion again, bro. You got to capitalize when the iron's fucking hot. And I said this before with LA Knight, but I'm saying it now with Finn Balor. It's time, bro. Give that man that world title.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I 100% agree. Listen, I love Seth. I love everything he's doing with his belt and has done with the belt. He established it. He put it on the map. He's been the workhorse champion, but he does not need this. I I, I would put it on Finn. Now, they could go... One of two ways, obviously, you know, you could have him win or you could have him lose. Clearly, those are the two ways, right? But they can either go into two different storylines here where it's like Finn Balor wins, everybody in Judgment Day is well, not everybody's a champion, but everybody well, I mean, has. I mean, I mean
0: daniel Priest is like a champion of Jace because he has the briefcase,
1: right? Right, you, you know what I mean, yeah. you know. So, like, uh, so everybody has something in the Judgment Day, yeah, there. man, obviously one of the most dominant stables in the company dude and, they you know, they so- taken
0: over the bloodline spot
1: like and yeah. that's,
0: that's crazy to say that right because think about it judgment day originally started with edge which was like a weird it wasn't even goth it was just like weird dark like mythical like, like metaphors and this this and that and listen i love
1: edge but it it just wasn't cutting it,
0: right and now they're like they took over the bloodline spot
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, with the bloodline story, potentially, you know, dwindling down, I think they, that's what they want. They want the judgment day to take over and be the new top stable in the company. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could either do that or, you know, if Finn Balor is going to lose, you just play up the storyline, the continuation of Finn Balor being the one that doesn't have anything in the judgment day. And you keep building more tension between him and Damian priest. And um, you know, you could really you go could one of two too. ways, but if, yep. If I'm booking it, Finn Balor is the new world heavyweight champ. Yeah,
0: me too, bro. I think it's time, man. I think it's time to give Balor that moment, bro. And what's crazy about it, it's SummerSlam too, And going back to, what was that, 2016? SummerSlam 2016 with Finn Balor and Rollins for the Universal title? Fucking full circle, bro.
1: Yeah, I know. It really is. It's so crazy.
0: All right. Main event. Roman Reigns defending the undisputed universal heavyweight championship against his cousin Jay Uso. Main event Jay Uso in a tribal combat match which is like anything goes or whatever. I expect like the same craziness minus the crane from like Brock and and Roman last year. Uh this match is going to be great, bro. I know it's going to be great. Uh and if we're talking about like from a storyline standpoint, I think Jay should go to, should go over, right? That that would be like what a great finish to this fucking bloodline story. But I just don't see that happening. But what I will say is, yo, this fucking bloodline story, bro, how it started and every single fucking chapter they have told has just been fantastic, bro. It's pure cinema, man. And you know, some people could call it like, oh, that's no wrestling. It's just telling like it's like a soap opera. Listen, when it when it comes to performance art and art form you could tell however it is that you want to tell it and the stories that they've been telling with the bloodline man they have elevated every single person that's been involved with it and in it it's just been fantastic storytelling man and whenever they they wrap up this bloodline story or at least fil- finish telling like the bloodline civil war chapter and once it's done and we take a break from like bloodline stories Man, that's gonna be that's gonna leave a huge gap in WWE programming. Not saying that the pro the, the the product's gonna suck. That's not what I'm saying. But man, we really need to appreciate the stories they're fucking telling because what what the bloodline is doing, I'm going to say hasn't been done maybe ever.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and it probably won't happen ever again. I mean, this storyline obviously is just top notch, the best in the history. Call it whatever you wanna call it. It's going to be sad when it finally comes to an end, and I don't know if it's ending after SummerSlam or if they're going to keep going. I really don't know what else they could possibly do. Uh, We talked about this when they announced this, that uh, basically, like, you had Jey Uso pin Roman Reigns, right? And now he gets the big-time match, and then Roman's going to win, and then what happens next? Like, in my opinion, Roman wins here. The Bloodline story is over. It's over. I I don't know what else you can do. That's it. I mean I mean, either way, if you think about it, even if Jay Uso does beat Roman, it's over anyways. Mm-hmm. Th- this to me is it. I mean, I don't they haven't really portrayed it as so. I still feel but. like there's money and not anytime
0: soon, right? Not anytime soon at all. But I still feel like there's money of a bloodline reunion somewhere down the line. I'm not saying it needs to happen right away because I do not want that. That would be completely idiotic. Yeah. But somewhere down the line, like, let's say a year or two from now, I think there's money on a Bloodline reunion, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at how many times, you know, the, they reunited the Shield, right? I mean, they, they do this a lot. Yeah. So, yeah but this I, Bloodline I, I,
0: story I, has, has surpassed, like, and listen, I love the Shield, right? I love all three guys individually. But just the stories that the Bloodline have told, they've surpassed anything the Shield has done.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, totally. 100%. I think definitely down the line, but I think for right now, Mm -hmm. this has got to – I mean, to me, this this just feels feels like the perfect climax to the chapter currently for right now. 1,000%. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great match, but I don't see any other outcome besides Roman winning and, again, another pay-per-view going off the air with Roman standing tall. It's like – I don't know. It's becoming a little uneventful um, Mm -hmm. and underwhelming. Uh, maybe they'll do something to spice up the ending But I don't see it going any other way
0: Nah, Roman's going over, bro And at the end of the night, everybody's going to be Raising their one up, and Roman's going to go over And then, who the fuck is next, bro Because, like, once he beats Jay I don't know if he can The only other person I can think of, right And this is right off the um, Top of my head And, and we're going to wrap up soon Is, like, Solo finally comes to his senses And he wants to challenge Roman that's the only thing I can think of. And if that happens, that means this Bloodline story is going to continue.
1: Yeah, but again, like, I just, yeah. I mean, it's going to continue, yeah, for sure. Um, still don't see the outcome going any other way. No, obviously. it's not going to go. It's it's a, so
0: ultimately, story. Rome is still going to go over. But, yeah. man, going back to what I said, I think last ep- the last episode we did, man, yo, if they really wanted to fucking shock the world, yo, give Jay that moment and have him celebrate in the ring for five minutes and boom! You have Damien Priest fucking cashing and then
1: Yo, oh God, yeah.
0: You end the show with fucking the Judgment Day holding every single fucking title. They're already on every fucking show. Think about that shit, bro. Listen, this brand split happened, right? But they've been on every show, every single show, bro. They're not even
1: SmackDown guys and gals, right?
0: And they're still showing up on SmackDown.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. It, it'll be. It really will be interesting to see what they do post SummerSlam. Not even just with this, but like for Cody. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I'm looking forward to a reset now of a bunch of different stories. That's the
0: word right and, there. That is the I word know. right there. We need a hard reset with everything. Kind of like what we talked about like a couple months ago with AEW. At one point, it felt like a reset, right? That's what they need to do. And not saying that stories and like the product has been lame with WWE. No, absolutely not. They've been fucking great. But it's like, all right who's next in line for this title? What are we going to do with this storytelling here? Like let's let's get this reset going. Like Cody, what what are we going to do with Cody?
1: Yeah, I know. I I mean, I don't know. Did you see the rumors of Bray Wyatt potentially coming back and targeting <sighs> Cody? Yeah, that's uh, you don't even need to say anymore. That sigh is is enough. Listen, man, I say- I
0: love Bray Wyatt, man. I really do, but I have no interest in seeing a Bray and Cody program.
1: No, that I don't. I don't have any interest in seeing Bray Wyatt on my TV screen at all, unless he's going back to the Eater of Worlds Bray Wyatt they, with the the hat, the rocking chair, the lantern, and the Hawaiian shirt. You know, but I want
0: that's what the Bray Wyatt I want to see. That's the Bray Wyatt yeah. I want to see. But you know what? If he's coming
1: back, that's the one I want to see. And you know what? Then maybe I'd be more open to a feud with Cody because that Bray Wyatt kicked ass.
0: That's the Bray Wyatt I want to see, but also guilty pleasure. I kind of didn't like... I, I I didn't hate The Fiend either, bro. Oh, no,
1: no, no. No, no, no. No, no,
0: I, no. I didn't hate The Fiend, man. I think no The Fiend fiends. had a really cool look. The only problem with The Fiend was is that he booked them to be unstoppable. So then when finally Goldberg fucking beats him in two seconds, you ruined... You killed the character.
1: Well, that's exactly what the, the version of Bray Wyatt was when he came back last year, too. It's the same thing. They just didn't know how to book him because, again, like, you don't book him to lose, so... Yeah, they were kind, kind of, of booked into a corner,
0: bro. You so, got the yeah. new fucking Undertaker in your hands, and I grant that I know there's some stuff behind the scenes, and whether it's creative or Bray going through some stuff, and I understand all that. But yo, you have going back to the early days of the Wides you have your new Undertaker, and you you let that slip. You fumbled the bag. You fumbled the fucking ball with your new Undertaker.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, it's WWE, man. This is what they do. Oh, my God. All right. I don't want to end on a downer, but
0: listen, SummerSlam (laughs) is going to be great. Okay? It's going to be a great show. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to watch it live. I'm probably going to watch it on delay at some point Sunday. And listen, we're getting the Saturday Night Wars between Collision and SummerSlam. The Summer of Slams.
1: (laughs) Summer of Slams. I love it. Yeah, listen, it's. uh, I expect it to be a great show. I don't know if I'm watching it live either. I'll be honest. uh, You know... Sometimes I love these Saturday shows, but sometimes they really uh, yeah you got screw shit going on, because, bro. And especially in the summer, man. Like I know I got. It's like some one of my buddies is having a party, and you know, inviting me, you know, over. You know, it's gonna be drinking games and pool and stuff. And it's just like that man, sounds
0: great. Summer. That do sounds I like really a great time. Why do I want to be at home watching wrestling?
1: Right, 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 man. Like, as as pumped as I am for SummerSlam, we might end up throwing it on later on the night. Who knows? But, it's like, are
0: you weird, really going to but... be enjoying it and paying attention? No, you're going to be walling. You're going to be right, know, right, chatting right. it up and drinking and the pool gimmick. It's like, <laughs> listen, when you're in that environment, I don't care what you throw on the TV. I'm probably going to be paying attention because I'm too busy, like, having fun and walling out and mingling and doing this and doing that. Like, but I will say this, though. For All In, I am staying home and watching All In. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. For, for that... That I'll probably end yeah. up watching that live. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, but, but yeah, I think I'm gonna watch us uh, the the Summer of Slams on Sunday at some point. And who knows? Yeah, Who's yeah. to say? Order some food, stay at home and watch like a five hour plus block of wrestling. Because after Summer of Slams, there's also AEW Collision to watch. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, the first head to head matchup. Oh, AEW yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen,
0: I'm surprised AEW's gonna go live. I I really <laughs> thought they were gonna just pre tape the gimmick. And be like, listen, we ain't competing with Summer Slam. Fuck that. But nah, listen, they. I'm really curious to see, the draw of collision, like what what attendance they're gonna do on Saturday, going head to head with Summer of Slam.
1: Very curious. Right. I mean, listen, what the, people can say what they want, but A the AEW fans watch WWE. Oh, you yeah. know, if like, they do. So you you don't think the AEW fans and attendance are gonna be like pulling up SummerSlam on their phones? Like I guarantee you're gonna see some pics on Twitter of like fans and attendance that collision, like uh, you know, watching SummerSlam on their phone. Like I am sure they'll that'll make the rounds on the internet. Oh sure.
0: yeah, one thousand percent I agree. And the fucking AEW haters are gonna love every minute of
1: it. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. <laughs> All right, Ryan, I think that we covered everything we needed to cover, bro. We talked a lot about going back from blood and guts all the way to breaking down SummerSlam. Um, so,
1: yeah, that's it, bro. Give me your plugs in. All right. Good stuff, man. Uh, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter, uh, things have been quiet because yep. I haven't been watching much wrestling either lately, so uh, there haven't really been much to talk about. But maybe I'll maybe I'll come back for, you know, uh, give my thoughts on SummerSlam and, Maybe I'll live tweet all in. Who the hell knows? So give it a follow if you haven't already. Isn't it like called X now? Twitter X? Oh yes, my bad. Yes, it is called X now. That's so. Yeah, my. Beautiful. It just updated the other day, so I had the. I still had the bird on there, mm-hmm. and it still said Twitter. I so still it updated, had the like, bird on there. <laughs> the iconic bird man now it's just some ugly black x oh
0: uh, yeah it's so weird man and and what happened to threads is that even a thing i don't hear <laughs> nobody talk about that shit anymore i haven't clicked on my threads in fucking weeks
1: nope me neither bro since that first day that everybody was downloading that gimmick mm-hmm. and everybody's on there we're thinking this is the new thing i haven't even opened it up since like it's just it's so funny when they try some a new trendy oh thing, yeah people are just going to stick with with what they know and what they're comfortable with. Listen, I don't care what they call it. I'm sticking with Twitter. I'm sticking with X, you know. I I just I'm used to it, man. It's... You, you know
0: what's so crazy about like the new like symbol for Twitter, like the whole X thing? The, when I looked at the icon, even though it's an X, I'm like, this kind of now this looks like Threads of J's.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very very
0: similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, my God. And, you know, just to add on to that, there is not going to be no show next week. Um, listen, it's the summer, man. It's hard. Listen, for, for me and Ryan, we were originally going to do something Sunday. And right when we we figured out, like, we're going to try to do it at this time, whatever, Ryan hit me up and he was like, hey, I'm ready at this time. I'm like, dude, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I have no motivation to do anything. Like, And listen, I love wrestling. We love wrestling. Wrestling's great. But it's just rough in the summer, man. And I'm still even though it's been a week later, part of me still is in Cancun right now. That's why it's been very slow on like our posts, like on Instagram and Facebook. Like I haven't been posting much because I'm still trying to get back into the rhythm of just posting content on there. And I'm going to try to get better at it. Like I'm getting there. I'm getting there, but it's rough, man. You got so much shit going on. It's a summer and I'm dealing with shit at work. Like I just be looking and I, and I try to look for shit. Like, is this worth posting? Is this not blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, fuck that man, I'll be all right. I'll post something tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and nothing happens, but I'm going to try to get back into a routine again of posting shit. And listen, the show's not going to stop. It's just the summer's rough. Leo clearly is doing his own thing too. So we're, we're going to get back together at some point, but just, just let us ride this summer out and then we'll figure things out from there. But no show next week. We'll touch base. I want to say, yeah, in two weeks. In two weeks, we'll touch base again, and we'll we'll have another show. But uh, you can follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or Twitter X, threads, and, yeah, all that good stuff. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We haven't done much on there lately because Leo's been out of a commission, but um, still give us a fucking subscribe on there. Hopefully, somewhere down the line, we start doing more stuff with that. Uh, Man, like we're really said,
1: giving people reasons to follow us and all these things, right? Yeah, follow <laughs> le- like, me on X, even though I haven't tweeted on. Yeah, just, but, just just uh, give yeah, us a follow. Us follow. Us yeah, just 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 even support us. Just
0: support us. Just support us. Um, I IG's not going nowhere. Like that's the home base for everyone. All right, IG's yeah, not going yeah. anywhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back in the routine of posting shit. But uh, just give us a follow on all those platforms. Um, I'm not gonna tell you where you can find the podcast because if you're listening to us right now, that means you're a subscriber. And you know where to find us. What I would like for you to do is spread the word. Hey, we're still doing a show. Whether it's on video form or podcast form. We're still doing all of it. So leave us a review. Tell your friends. Like, hey, you want to check out a cool wrestling podcast? Check out the boys. The Lucha Outsider Show. They're straight, unfiltered. They shoot straight from the hip. And they don't give a fuck if you like them or not. So with that being said. For the old man Leo that's not here for our Double Ryan Radar. I'm yours truly Mr. Rated R. Till next time. Keep rated R and stay too sweet.